It's always good to have breakfast at 4 p.m. Uh, and uh, related to eating breakfast at 4 p.m., uh, it was 100% due to the fact I have uh, done the math, right? I've gone a month without the booze. A month without the booze. And everything feels great except my sleeping schedule, where my little brain decided to keep me up till about 4.20 a.m. this morning. And now, after I wake up and I rush around and get stuff done, I woke up at noon. The uh, sirens alarmed me at noon. I'm like, oh, it's a noon. Time to get up. That or the Russians are attacking, but I don't think that's happening. And then get all your work done. I like to get a bunch of work done. Then you can reward yourself after you get your work done. I know you girls all say breakfast is the most important meal of it. No, you don't need breakfast. The one thing I agree with Burn on is that you don't need breakfast. You cut out breakfast. I really haven't eaten breakfast, oh, of any kind of consistently in over 20 years. College, that, that put an end to that. That was, I was like, eh, you don't need breakfast. You don't have time for breakfast. And frankly, you don't have the money for breakfast. So you can get by on two meals. One of those meals, I remember, I don't know if it's there anymore. What was it? Was it, it wasn't Big Mike Sub. Oh, what was the sub shop? They'd sell their day-old stale bread for for a quarter. And so you'd see all of us security guards carrying around this big French loaf of, or two of them. And it sustained us. It worked. You know, it, it worked all right. And that was that was uh, lunch. That was dinner. A big thing of stale, old, hard, crunchy bread. And we were happy. Damn, we actually were. The fact it was a quarter, we were actually quite happy. God almighty, never thought I'd sound this old. Thank you, my dear. I mean, it is. It is true. Because the, the kids nowadays, not, not just because technology changes. You know, like, hey, in our day we had long distance. That I understand. But the sheer amount of spoiled rottenness the, uh, the kids of today have, it just, the, the, and, it's, and here's the irony. It's not like America's financial situation has gotten better. All we've done is spend more debt. That's all we've done. Maybe, maybe back in the 60s and the 70s, even the 80s, the money that was spent your parents probably earned now nothing's too good for our little children, and you parents will go out of your way to get whatever money's possible to spend and spoil rot in your little children. And so you'll borrow it when it's not yours. I saw that a lot in banking. I saw a ton of people like, like you don't have any money. Why are you buying your kid a brand new SUV? And oh, what, you get them the, the clothes and everything. But at least in the 80s, when the kids were spoiled, the parents had earned it. There was cash in the bank. Now we just borrow money at the state and the private sector level. We don't have the money? Screw it. Let's let's spoil rotten the minorities. Women, here's all this money to study yourselves and ask yourself the question, what is it to be a woman? The concept of women's studies, my God, how fucking stupid do you have to be? Like our previous episode, step back and take a look at that one, ladies and gentlemen. How, who came up with the idea of let's study what it's like to be woman? Like, and, 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 and hey, hey, you know what? Not only will we sell degrees in this bullshit, we're going to get government funding for this crap. I mean, think about it. Let's have male studies. How, how arrogant and egotistical and self-centered and navel-gazing and just but trumped by all of this, the stupidity of that idea. What are we going to do? We want to start a, a discipline, a study about what? Women. 
what what do you mean you're going to start a study about women? we want to study ourselves what uh what practical application does this have sexist if you don't give us the money you're a sex okay okay here's the money i'm a pussified cowardly american male starting in the 60s whatever you want here you go and to this day 60 years later we still have no fucking clue what the point of women's studies is Hasn't hasn't made one advancement or done one lick of good for society. If anything, it's harmed everything. Still don't know what the fucking point. You know, chemical engineering? Well, we engineer chemicals to make different properties of things. Electrical engineering? Yeah, electrical engines. We like to use electricity to power our cars and power things and power our houses. Nuclear engineering? Nuclear power? Same thing. What I just said about electric, but now make it nuclear. Metallurgy? Ah, the study of metals. Metals are very, uh, women's. Study, study the vag. We'll make plays called the vagina monologues and that will be progress. Fucking cunts, all of you. All a bunch of parasitic cunts. That's what you are. That's not an opinion. That's not anger. You're just a bunch of parasitic cunts. Worthless people. That's all you are. The men and the women that study women's studies, you're just worthless. Cunt, 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 cunt. Anyway, the old captain is all fucked up on his sleep schedule like i said before once you stop drinking you remember why you did it in the first place it was such a wonderful drug calmed me down made me happy regulated my sleep schedule i got i don't know if it's if i've always had this panic or this urgency i know i always had this urgency to make money survive but the booze cut that down it would lower my blood pressure now i'm always panicking God almighty, it's a miserable existence. Got my to-do list right here. Hear that? This is my slave taskmaster now. And I, like I said before, discipline. That's the thing, is discipline. I have discipline coming out of my ass. I achieved so much. Finally uploaded the audio files for reconnaissance, man. Oh, thanks a lot, by the way, for buying that, guys. That was... Way to make that book go right to the charts to get on the New York Times bestseller. Please, please, don't, 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 don't buy it all at once, guy. Okay? Come on, try some other books every once in a while. <laughs> but that's how caught up I am. I already had that recorded and uploaded. Got a guy recorded in a month, less than a month, three weeks flat, recorded it. 500 bucks, boom, done, quality. Chumma chumma, that's what I like. That's the, spa- the speed, that's the pace we operate here at Clary Companies. <laughs> Now what else is on my to-do list? Sign living will. See, I already got the living will done. It, th- this is how caught up I am, guys. I got my living will all made, but you got to have two people sign it. So I got to go down to the bank and have people notarize and say, yeah, when you signed it, we saw that you were there and you weren't batshit insane. That's the scary thing about a living will. See, I don't want no, I don't want no tubes. My dad doesn't want no tubes. I don't want no tubes. They're, do not resuscitate. I am not going out like a vegetable. I am not. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Dead. Dead. And I, I got to worry about, you know, like people love me too much because I'm such a lovable guy. But I'm not. I'm only part joking. There are some people like, you know, especially the religious types can't have the girlfriend in charge. Nope. No, 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 no. There's religion there. And then I got to worry. Well, then she'd say, well, thou shalt not kill. And then we got that. Uh, what was that situation? Terry Salvo. Terry Shapiro. Something, there was a vegetable, and then the family, like, no, keep her alive and in misery. Fuck that. Nope, so I got uh, some quote friends. <laughs> people I trust. People who, 
who even though deep down inside they may love me, uh, they'd be alright if they got to kill me too. They'd be kind of like, yeah, we could bump off Clary. Yeah, it'd be fun. That would be kind of cool. Now, here, here's something real dark. Just, just follow me in on this. All right. <clears throat> Let's say I'm a vegetable. All right. You know, I'm, I'm conscious in my own body, but I can't say anything. And I would, ah, oh, they couldn't do that legally, I bet. Wouldn't it be cool to go out by firing squad? Like, let's say, okay, it's determined that we're not going to let this guy die. Or we're not going to let this guy live. We're not going to keep him on artificial life support. <clears throat> well, if you pull artificial life support, that's going to be painful, though, nonetheless, I'd imagine. So why not have me in a firing squad? Like, you know, duct tape my ass to a post and then have everybody, all my friends, come out with guns and then one, two, three, fire. It'd be a merciful killing. My friends could kill me. See, ooh, that's dark. Very dark. <laughs> but merciful, it would be more merciful. Like if you got a feeding tube and you can't feed yourself, you starve to death. Starving to death, would work, that would suck more than being shot at a firing line. Actually, that, now that I think about it, that'd be too hard. That'd be too hard for people to pull the trigger. <laughs> Most people, anyway. My buddy Ken, I think he pulled the trigger. You son of a bitch. Because <laughs> he would know he'd be doing me a favor. Once you could get over the act and say, yeah, we're actually, this is merciful putting the dog down. It'd be like putting down old Yeller, you know? Putting down the dog. Go out there, you know it's what's best for the dog. Can't ask the wife and kids to do that. The man's got to do that. Why do men make more than women? Because of sexism. Yeah, when you girls start putting bullets in old yeller, let us know, and then you can make as much as we do. So, uh, yeah, hang up pictures. Um, mud and sheetrock. I did a little bit of sheetrocking. Now I got to mud and, and sand that down. Uh, pay bills. Oh, I did that today. We get to take that off the list. This is uh, This is what happens. And then later on today, I got an interview with some Canadian talk show, talk radio thing. Comes up at 7.30, which is going to be about 2 p.m. my time now. No, oh, maybe I'll be alive and awake for it. I was always kind of, I was a little like, oh, who are these people? Oh, who's this, K KJAD or K KDAJ? And I look at their site, I'm like, oh, they run NPR. And they said they wanted to talk to me about my books. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Sure, why not? I'll take the publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Well, actually, that's not the case. I would not have gone on... What is it? That that was a pure setup. Where, where they can control and edit it. Like uh, Dr. Oz, when Roosh went on Dr. Oz. That's just a trap. That you don't go... Because they will, they will edit the hell out of it to make it look like that. And then also, I learned my lesson. I was interviewed a couple times by the Star Tribune. You never get interviewed by a written piece of paper. Uh, because they'll, they'll edit it. You never get filmed by them when they where they it has to be live. It has to be live or you record it yourself, which I intend on doing. So this thing's going to be live so they're not going to be able to edit. It. They might be able to edit it in the um, in the uh, podcast when they upload it, but I'll I'll have my own copy, my own recording. Deadly serious, man, when you deal with the mainstream media, even today's media, you know, like the the internet, if if it's not live and you don't have a, a copy of it, they will butcher it. They will butcher it. So that's why you don't trust the media. That's why media has a lower trust level than uh, Congress. So. All right, we got, um, hang on, where'd it go? Uh, Stephen Pirostein. I, I, don't, I don't know who this guy is. I looked him up, and the irony is he's got, I think, half the Twitter followers than I do. He's twice my age. Well, maybe not twice, but he definitely has a couple decades on me. 
and uh, he's a he's a professor and a business economics writer. He writes on all these big time things, and he's also a Pulitzer Prize winner. And then he writes an article that I was going to let it get to me, but I'm going to use this. We're going to make lemonade out of lemons, and Steve Perlstein is a lemon. Because he is the epitome. You guys want to see why I hate the baby boomers. This guy is the epitome. I mean, this is everything culminated into the reason. Not only me, but everybody else should hate the baby boomers. Because, I mean, there's so many things. But the, the primary one, especially when it comes to regards to this article, is he's a professor, among other things. And he's basically blatantly lying to young children about the value of a liberal arts education. I mean, as if Social Security wasn't enough, as if parasiting like Dracula off the lifeblood of younger people wasn't enough for this fucking scumbag. No, no, he's got he's to double dip. He's got to protect his little academia liberal arts fiefdom. And if you look at his background, he's, not, he's nobody. He's a fucking nobody. If we did a Clary test on this, this guy would be scoring like a three plus. He's never worked a real job. He's always been in the academia, touchy-feely article writing. It's it's not a real job. This guy isn't a real man. But he's just skis. He's just slime. And so I wanted to read a little bit of this to in, in the hopes, look, you, me, everybody else, normal listeners and followers, we, we identify these guys. We know these people. They major in the liberal arts. They're hippies. They've never worked real jobs. This is what the Clary Test is all about. This guy's a professor, and this guy is lying to children to get more of their money. We know that. What I'm trying to hope to do is is kind of show, especially leftist younger people, including Gen Xers, and the Gen Xers might be able to have the experience now or the life uh, wisdom to see this, but certainly not the millennials because they're in the cocoon and the cacophony of the of the choir house. <clears throat> but can can you look and see who is lying to you or who lied to you? Who truly cost you a lot of money? Who truly sent you down a path that you're never going to recover from? Who made off like bandits with your money? It was professors. It was academias. It was these fucking assholes. Right? And, and I know that you're very proud of your master's in freaking sociology. I know you're all excited and you jerk off to it daily. It's there up on the wall. You got it framed. And there you are jerking and rubbing one off because you got a master's degree. You got an advanced degree. But after a decade of time of you just suffering and starving, and I know you've been prompted and brainwashed to believe it's white males and capitalism and all that that did that, but can you at least admit that the people that made off like bandits are like the guys like Stephen Perlstein? Can, can you admit that you gave these professors and these institutions, these deans and these chancellors, you borrowed tens of thousands, if not today, hundred, hundred fifty thousands of dollars? to give to them for a worthless piece of paper that you jerk off to every night because that's the only thing you've ever accomplished, even though it's not an accomplishment. I'm not asking for all the millennials, let alone the Gen Xers, to have the rude awakening and have a cup of wake the fuck up. A little cup of coffee does sound good right now. I am asking you to accept the possibility that maybe you were duped, that maybe these Stephen Perlsteins of the world are not your friends. And that even though you may dislike my demeanor and my asshole consulting uh, tone or tune, that maybe an honest asshole is better than a lying, self-claimed saint. All right? So, written by Stephen Perlstein. (laughs) Pulitzer. What the fuck? Pulitzer. Isn't that funny? Wasn't that Pulitzer? I watched the... uh, 
was an American genius, the documentary on him and Hearst and how those two went in it. And you found out that Pulitzer, he was kind of like for the common man. Uh, newspapers really weren't for um, for commoners. They were for the elite, the professionals. <clears throat> and this is also correlates to the fact not everybody was literate back then. And so he says, no, I want a paper for the people that, that highlights the plight of the people and honesty and publishing ethics and integrity. And uh, that's where the Pulitzer thing comes in. And now all oh, the irony. I mean, it's like it's like the... The Nobel Peace Prize. It's been so co-opted and corrupted, it means jack shit if a fucking piece of scum like this actually wins it. Because <laughs> he's, the, he's the establishment now. He's the establishment. He's telling you, you know, he's working for big media. He's working at academia. Yeah, yeah, you guys don't have to give me money. I don't ask for your money. I don't say, hey, if you're going to get a job, you need to take my class. I say, hey, you want the truth? Go to assholeconsulting.com, throw me a couple shekels, and I'll fucking give you some advice, but it ain't going to be no fucking $300 from my textbook, uh, the 49th edition, because the 48th edition just, uh, you know, last year, there's been so many changes. All right, let's get on to why. And you uh, will read the article, and you'll learn to hate this guy as much as I do. Meet the parents who won't let their children study literature. Forcing college kids to ignore the liberal arts won't help them in a competitive economy. Uh... Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Stephen Perlstein is a post-business and economics writer. He's also a Robinson Professor of Public Affairs at George Mason University. Uh, Public Affairs. Fuck you, Steve. Fuck you, that ain't a real fucking... That's not a real study. That's just like women's studies. Go fuck yourself. When I assign an 800-page biography of Andrew Carnegie for a new undergraduate course on wealth and poverty at George Mason University a few years ago, I wasn't sure the students would actually read it. Dude, do you need an 800-page biography on a dude about wealth and poverty? Can you really not succinctify that up to about like 200 pages? Not only did uh, most of them make it to the end, however, but many thanked me for giving them the chance to read a popular work of history. Curious, I inquired how many were history majors. Of the 24 honor students at the seminar, there were none. Good! Bravo! My book is actually doing more good than your fucking brainwashing, Steve. Bravo! These kids are not majoring in stupid shit. Uh, English, philosophy, fine arts? Only one. How is this possible, I asked. Almost in unison, half a dozen replied our parents won't let us good and for you idiot kids that think your parents are being mean or abusive they're being your parents they're making sure you don't piss away your money on stupid degrees that you could get for free with the exact same education and benefits at the library the results were similar when i surveyed freshmen in another honors seminar of this spring please don't please don't claim reading a book about wealth disparities is an honors program <clears throat> please this time I asked how many of them would have been humanities majors if the only criteria were what they were interested in and what they were good at. Ten of the 24 raised their hands. All right, but the real world doesn't give two flying shits what you like. I would like to study big-titted, red-headed, long-legged, big booby uh, studies. I even wrote a post. I like to major in Jennifer Aniston's studies where I took some idiot broads post about why I became a humanities major or something like that. And I just did an edit-replace humanities major and put in... Jennifer Aniston studies, and my point was clearly made. I know you don't like economics. I know even though you're a writer for economics, like the classical fucking fraud of a professor you are, you can never do, you can only teach. So I know economics, that's never crossed your mind about demand for these fucking majors in the first place. But let's continue on, Steve. 
I really hate this guy. I hate this guy. Uh, the results were similar. Ba, 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 ba. I was aware, of course, of the drift towards pre-professionalism on college campuses of widespread concern over student debt, of stories about college-educated baristas living in basements, of governors threatening to cut off state funding for French literature and anthropology. Good! My tax-paying dollars shouldn't go to pay for hobbies. Even so, I found it shocking that some of the brightest students in Virginia had been misled by parents, the media, politicians, and alas, each other into thinking that choosing English or history as a major would doom them to lives of impecunious school What? Where is the media and the politicians coming in? You guys have been propagandizing these kids for decades, telling them they wouldn't make jack shit unless they went to college. And then you fed them right with that lie. You slid in another lie saying, follow your heart and the money will follow. Any degree is a good degree. And your long and belabored article here, Steve, uh, that that just does the exact same thing. This is prop this is propaganda that you're talking about here. Uh, and it's not just state schools like Mason. Harvard University professor Jill Lipori recalled hosting an information session at her home for undergraduates interested in a program she directs on history and literature. I'm gonna ask again, can these kids get that? By, you don't even have to go to the library. You just go, like, frick. The Russian Rulers History Podcast. I didn't even have to leave my house. I didn't even have to read a book. I just consumed. I learned all about Russian history for free. I know more about Russian history than you do now, Stephen. I didn't pay a fucking penny for it. Who's the smart one now? Oh, that's right. I forget you're the epitome of a baby boomer scum bucket. One student who attended Lapori told the New York Times kept getting text messages from her parents ordering her to leave the meeting immediately. Oh, there's hope. There is hope. Oh, I have heard from many different colleges that there is now a considerable and disturbing amount of parental pressure against the liberal arts. The only reason you guys find it disturbing is because your fucking racket is up. You don't offer anything of value that we couldn't get for free. And now you guys might have to get real jobs. And I, I'm, I'm estimating, I'm betting with your leftist financial planning and economic skills, you guys don't have a lot of money saved up. And it's just like 98% of the other fucking boomers, you got jack shit saved up. And now you're like, oh shit, what do I do? Now you, you can't work physical labor because you're too old. And now you got to go, oh, where can we find blood? Where can we suck the blood out of innocent young kids again? Ah, here we go, college, academia. Oh, reports Deborah Humphreys, a senior vice president at the Association of American Colleges and Universities. One reason for the explosion of double majors as high as 40% of students at some elite schools is that students want one major to satisfy mom and dad and another to satisfy their own interests, she says. Uh, so if they're double majoring, what do you guys care? You're getting, you're getting your pound of flesh. You're getting your 60 pieces of silver. Oh, and before you accuse me of being anti-Semitic, uh, Silver Pearlstein, Pearlstein, quarter Jew right here. On the mother's side, so technically 100% Jew. Never set foot in a fucking synagogue, don't know anything about the Torah, but I'm going to just deflect that little fucking cowardly criticism you'll make about anti-Semitism. Uh, parents are becoming more deeply engaged in nearly every aspect of the children's lives, and it's carrying over even to their choice of major. A lot of our students feel parental pressure to go into business, economics, and medicines is cr- Jesus, don't go into business or economics. That's both worthless. You, I understand your parents are doing pretty good. You're, you're improving, it seems. But you got to get on the STEM bang, bandwagon here. STEMs and trades of the military. That's it. That's it. 
says, Christy Buchanan, who heads the Office of Academic Advising at North Carolina's Wake Forest University, a traditional liberal arts college that recently announced new programs in biomedical sciences and engineering. Oh, look, even you guys admit you're wrong. You don't offer anything of value. Buchanan, a psychology professor who studies the role of families in adolescent development, says this is what helicopter parenting has come to. No, this is the one of the rare instances where your, your parents are actually doing good. This is good. They are preventing these kids from either spending their precious hard-earned money on worthless degrees or going and borrowing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on worthless degrees. This is a great move. You fucking professors are just pissed off that these parents are fucking checkmaking or checkmaking you or, or checking your moves. Matthew Boyce, George Mason's director of undergraduate admissions, reports that parents are more interested than ever in the direct path between a degree program and a first job and the eventual salary associated with that degree, as you should be. Look, dipshits. All you academic dipshits. I don't care what your fucking degrees are. You're all a bunch of fucking dipshits. If you want these people to major in the liberal arts, you want them to follow your heart and the money will follow, okay, then why don't you lower the cost of tuition? Why don't we get rid of the director of undergraduate admissions and the person who heads up the Office of Academic Advising at North Carolina's Wake Forest University? Why don't you guys not sell your your books for like $300 a book? Why do you make it affordable? See, because until you do that, you're asking these kids, you are forcing a financial decision upon them. You're saying, hey, this is going to cost you four years of your life and $80,000. Oh, jeez, you think there might be some concern about a rate of return on that? And take your fucking things, your fucking counter-arguments, well, that makes them well, well-rounded, and we know we, it doesn't matter what you study. Take it and shove it up your fucking commie, hippie ass. Just shove it up your ass and shut the fuck up. And that's an argument. That's an argument because you're lying. There's no intellectual honesty debating with you people. That, I'm going to use a millennial argument, shut the fuck up, on you because that's exactly what you... It's one of the few times that the millennial mindless argument, not kind of just the argument of shut the fuck up, applies because you're lying. You're dishonest. There's no reason to engage in this, this fake intellectual argument for the liberal arts. Uh, what parents are the, what parents are thinking about is return on investment. Yes, don't you leftists always say education is an investment? It's an investment. Well, investments have a return on investment. That's what what that's what defines an investment. You get more back than what you put in. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an investment. Then it's called a consumer good. It's called fun. It's called a hobby. But I I know Steve, economics isn't your forte, even though you claim to be a writer about it. I certainly got that sense when I buttonholed students and parents in an information session this spring for high school seniors who had been accepted to Maiden. Hang on, buttonholed? What is that? Does that mean like you held them hostage and tried to brainwash them? There's a lot of information sessions going on. A lot of orientation, buttonholed. Buttonholed, buttonholed, idiom, eh. Uh, I certainly got that sense da, 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 to Mason. To spend $80,000 on a history degree, I'd need to see a way forward to a career, said Kyle Tucker of Fredericksburg, Virginia, as he stood with his son in the long line in front of engineering schools of the engineering school's booth. There we go. Get that kid into STEM. 
The boy was torn between cybersecurity and accounting. I'd like to think my book, Worthless, had something to do with this five years ago. Bradley Gray of Richmond told me that he enjoys history, but it's hard to get a job with a history degree. That's what I hear anyway. The opportunities are in teaching or working in a museum. Bradley is aiming for something in STEM, science, technology, engineering, or math. We're on the defensive, acknowledges Robert Matz, a Shakespearean scholar who, as an associate dean, I wonder why the costs are so high. The associate dean in Mason's College of Humanities and Social Sciences. The more syllables there is in the title, the higher your tuition is. Okay, kids? Just pay. There's a little bit of wisdom, a little nugget of wisdom from the old captain. He's leading an effort to promote the value of liberal arts degrees. You fucking idiot fuck. There is no value. The, the value is determined by the free market, all right? And that's why you make as much as an 18-year-old, what do they call it, child nanny with no training as you do a 20-year-old graduate with a degree in frickin' Shakespearean works. The English department's website, for example, now has a prominent section, what can I do with a degree in English? Uh, nothing but parasite off the rest of society. That lists famous actors, musicians, judges, politicians, and corporate executives were English majors. Yes, who are all probably baby boomers who actually benefited from the glory days where any degree actually was a good degree. And and what? I like the list. Let's let's up, come up with a list, huh? List. Let's click on the list. They got a list. How many do we got? Tony Morrison, Aravind Adegada. Have any of you guys heard of these people? Pat Conroy, Tom Clancy, Stephen King, Stephanie Meyer. Museum curators like John Bauer. Oh, you guys all know John Bauer, right? I mean, God, who doesn't? Uh, Daniel Rich. I'm just going to come. We're up to eight, nine. School and college administrators. You guys are listing school and college administrators as success? Really? These degrees are so worthless, the only thing you can do is simply go back and reteach the same bullshit to these kids? Look up the, what, what is it? The Circle of Why Bother. That's it. Look that up there, Steve. Kavanaugh Hollis. Oh, television and radio. Diane Sawyer. You know, who? she's only 80. I'm sure there's no differences in demogra- uh, demography by today's, I'm sure it's the exact same industry and business that it was in the 1940s. Cause da Dave Faber, David Garraway, screenwriters, da 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 You know what? They're listing. Let's let's be let's be generous. I'm not going to count them all. Let's say 200. Well, 200 out of how many baby boomers are there? 80 80 million. Now who is this now? Okay, so he, they came up. This is their their 200. See, these are their examples. 200, 80 million. One two three. One two three. So if we take that 200 and we divide it by the 80 million, there is a Point zero zero zero. Wait, <laughs> I gotta count the decimals. Is how pathetic this is. Uh, one two point zero 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 two five percent chance. Not not a point two five point zero 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 two five percent chance. Twenty five one hundred thousandths. Did I carry the decimal right? Twenty five one hundred thousandth percent chance. <laughs> You'll be successful like these guys. Oh, famous English majors. 
Uh, see, so like if you guys are are, are not not the top one percent, but the top one of one of one of one percent, then you guys can become famous like they're recommending. Over the past 30 years, the shift in college majors hasn't been as dramatic as many assume. As the total number of students has doubled, the humanities have suffered modest losses in market share, while natural and social sciences have been the big winners. Okay, but the social sciences are bullshit too. But more recently, in the wake of the Great Recession, the number of degrees in the core humanity disciplines, English, history, and philosophy, has fallen sharply. In the mid-1960s, it represented as much as 70% of degrees conferred. Now that figure is just over six. Oh, that's great. That is great. You're down to 6%. We could eliminate the scourge like freaking malaria or the plague. Uh, this focus on job as job, uh, college's job training reflects not only a misreading of the data on jobs and pay, but also a fundamental misunderstanding of the way the labor markets work, the way careers develop, and the purpose of higher education. You lying sack of shit, Steve. Are you are you ignorant or are you evil? Which one is it, Steve? Do you really believe that that paragraph you just wrote and I just fucking read? Are, are you saying that these kids can't look at starting salaries? When I go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, I don't know if you're aware of that, Steve, because you're an economics writer, presumably. But when I go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and I look at starting and median salaries, that data is pretty conclusive to me about what degrees and what majors pay and which ones don't. And I, I see there's no links to education or studies that, that, this, that there's not a corollary. Like, there, there's no correlation between STEM and starting salaries. None whatsoever. You're a lying sack of shit, dude. You're just, you're just the epitome of baby boomer scum. Let's start with unemployment. Oh, he's going to explain it to us, folk. A study. Hey, see, there's a study. A study came, oh, it came from Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce. Well, see, that's not biased at all. It's academia, and it would have absolutely no bias whatsoever to champion further education. Found that in 2011 and 2012, well, there's a longitudinal study, when the economy was in the early stages of recovery. What? 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 No! 2009 is the... Re Jesus Christ! And I'm doing this from memory! The unemployment rate for recently graduated majors in the humanities and liberal arts, 8.4%, wasn't all that different from the jobless rates of majors in computers and math, 8.3%, biology, 7.4%, business, 7%, and engineering, 6.5%. Uh, today, with an improved economy, the number for all majors are almost certainly lower. Well, what does that say about the liberal arts? Nothing. That just means the economy generally improved. If everybody went up by 5%, so what? Underemployment, the barista problem, is also overstated. When researchers at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York looked at the issue, they found that the share of recent college graduates on low-wage jobs rose from 15% in 1990 to 20% in 2002, the latest year in the report. Hardly an epidemic. Well, that's funny because I look at the uh, U6 unemployment rate, and I've seen other studies that show that the uh, underemployment rate is between 20 and 50%. So which one is it? See, at least, the, at least when I write or when I uh, give speeches or whatever, I say, depending on what study you want to assume, it ranges from X to Y. You fucking cherry-picked. According to this one study that suits my interests. They also found that over the years, about one-third of recent graduates have always worked jobs that don't require college degrees but, but pay decent wages nonetheless. Yeah, because they have to actually pay off their student loans. And that has been as true for sciences and business majors as for those with degrees in humanities and social sciences. Yes, because they got to pay off their student loans. 
Even in good times, it's quite typical for college graduates to take several years to find jobs that make use of their educations. Why should it take several years? Why? Why would you why would you spend this money and time to wait several years when your student loans all of a sudden start coming due? Why would you risk that? You make it sound like this is the new normal, like we just gotta tolerate the monthly terrorist attack. No, no, this is just normal. This is just how it goes. No, no, ignore how it was in the 50s and the 60s. That was all racism. I know we got that benefit because we're the baby boomers and we're the most spoiled fucking cunty generation ever. Ignore that. No, you don't get that. No, no, there's a new normal. Terrorist attacks. Minor, uh, not minorities. Uh, immigrants taking away your jobs. And, and, and now you get you get a, a tuition bills of $100,000. And, and maybe it's just going to take five or six years for you to find a job in your field. Yeah, that's the new normal. Then there's the matter of pay. The first thing to say is that reports of liberal arts majors living lives of deprivation and disappointment have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, it is true that STEM and business majors earn the most. No, business majors don't earn the most. You obviously didn't do your fucking study. STEM make the most, Period. Business majors, are, they may, maybe they make a little bit more than your, your dipshit over in the humanities or the liberal arts, but not by much. With median annual incomes between 60000 and 80000 But even the average humanity major with wages of just over 50000 earns enough to fit in comfortably with the American middle class. Why the fuck would you major in the humanities then? Here's the other thing. Nobody really works in their field in the humanity majors except for the precious point zero zero. Zero to five percent of the people. Most of these people go on. I mean, look, I know them. They're they're slinging coffee. They're baristas. They're bartender owners or owners. They're they're bartender server type people. Nothing wrong with these professions, but don't say they're using their degrees. Don't say that that oh well, see, we make fifty thousand dollars a year, median, and that's median. Fuck me, fuck that. You could go work the trades and make a lot more money. Actually, do some of the value of life for the rest of society. I want to know how many of these, how much of that fifty thousand dollars is make work government jobs because the government, oh, we need a sociology department, we need social work, we need welfare, we need make work academia programs. Pull that fucking artificial uh, uh, support out of there. Let's see what happens to those wages. That would be called a lowering of demand, there, Steve. And I know once again, you being an economics writer, you don't know jack shit about it. <clears throat> Just as significant are the variations in incomes within majors. The top 25% of history and English majors earn more than average major in science and math. Well, yeah, because you're taking the top 25%. What, is this, I, really? I mean, this might fool somebody else, but this is going to fool somebody with an average or above IQ. While the bottom 25% of business majors make less than the average wages of those majoring in government and public policy. Because those cocksuckers like you, Steve, have connections. And it's artificial employment. I mean, really, if we just wiped out all the academians and all the, uh, the, the, the government money that went into colleges and education, we took away the professors and your deans, your assistant deans, your faculty members, I wonder what would happen to that artificially inflated figure. It would be a mistake, of course, to attribute salary differences solely or even to primarily the choice of major. One study. Oh, here we got that one study by economists at Yale. So not real economists, academian economists, not the ones that could find employment in the private, uh, private sector. Found that half of the premium earned by STEM majors can be explained not by what they learned in college, but by the greater intelligence, diligence, and other characteristics that brought that they brought to these majors. And the first, well, it's good to know that STEM majors are better people than the liberal arts. Maybe they deserve to make more. 
<laughs> or to put it another way, they would have earned more no matter what they majored at. Oh, I sincerely doubt that. He can't prove a negative there, Steve. And of course, starting a major is not the same as completing it. Given attrition rates of 48% among STEM majors, alas, it's even higher in the humanities. So you, the humanities majors are really fucking stupid then, huh? Cal Newport a professor of computer science at Georgetown and author of the book How to Win at College has interviewed hundreds of students about their college experience. Based on those interviews and observation of his own students, Newport believes that those who chose majors simply to please their parents are more likely to give up or burn out. Well, that doesn't correlate with the data you just sent me, Steve. You said it's higher in humanities and people want to choose the humanities, so they're burning out at higher rates of what they choose. They just contradicted yourself in a fucking paragraph. And you got a Pulitzer. You got a fucking Pulitzer. How the fuck does that happen? <sighs> my God, if I got offered a Pulitzer, I'd say, you know what? Can you turn it up like paper so I can wipe my ass with it? I, what does it mean anymore? It's just harder to weather the hard times if you don't have the intrinsic motivation. You might not. How long is this article? Oh, we're almost there, guys. You might not expect... College freshmen to understand the careers don't proceed in straight lines, but surely the parents ought to. Well, that's why they're having them go into STEM, Steve. In the real world, most physics majors don't become physicists, most psychologists don't become psychologists, and most English majors don't become writers or teachers. Yeah, but one group gets employed and makes money. You'll find a surprising number of philosophy majors at hedge funds and a lot of political science majors at law firms. Well, that, that's not shocking, because what do you do with a political science major? You major in law. Duh. I was an American studies major. There's a shocker. Oh, you, you, you intellectual titan, Steve. My God. <laughs> what, a, what kind of a jerk-off studies degree was that? I'm a women's studies major. I'm going to look at myself. I'm an American. I'm going to study myself. Among chief executives of the largest corporations, there are roughly half as many engineers and liberal arts majors in total as our undergraduate majors in business, accounting, and economics combined. Yes, Steve, because they're all old baby boomer fucks like you. They came from a different era. A college degree meant something back then. Now it doesn't because you idiots told everybody to flood the economy and the labor market with college degrees, and now the value of degrees have gone down. So back in the olden days, yes, I could see if you're 65 and you had a degree in the liberal arts that you could still make something of yourself because not everybody went to college. You were still in the cream of the crop. And that's why the CEOs are predominant. You know, there's still some diversity among the, the, the CEOs in terms of their degrees. I'd like to see that happen in the next like 20, 30 years. Oh, indeed, one study. God, you're citing your little one studies. One study, while the other 98 said the completely opposite thing of what I'm going to say, found that only 27% of people have jobs that are substantially related to their college majors. So then why go to college at all? There's my point. Boy, you don't debate real well. You don't think through your statements before you make them, do you, Steve? <clears throat> Indeed, one study found that only 27% of people have jobs that are substantially related to their college majors. So then why would you go to college? A reality that applies even to STEM fields. Now he applies a link here. Census.gov. Majority of STEM college graduates do not work in STEM occupations. 74% of those who have a bachelor's degree in da -da 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 are not employed in STEM occupations. In addition, men can represent da -da -da -da. STEM for relatively low unemployment. So employed. New statistics. Engineering. Da -da -da. Huh? 
Science majors have fewer. 26%. Could it be that they get onto management? I'd like to know how they measured this. They're, they're basically saying half the STEM majors don't end up working in STEM. I'm wondering, well, is that because they end up becoming managers and they're in management? That's why they all take their MBAs after they get their, uh, their uh, five or six years in uh, work experience. Uh, <clears throat> choosing a major is not choosing a career, said Jeff Selingo, author of There's Life After College. So then why do you guys make this mandatory and so expensive? Again, Steve, you can lower your price. You can lower the cost of your book. For me, there's nothing more depressing than meeting incoming freshmen at Mason who have declared themselves as accounting majors. They're 18 years old and they haven't had a chance to take a course in Shakespeare evolutionary biology or the history of economic thought. And already they've decided to devote the rest of their lives to accountancy. And I agree with you here, Steve. That's why I wrote a book called Reconnaissance Man, where before going to college, before dropping a fucking penny on that bullshit, they go and they take a two-year road trip around the country. They'll learn more doing that, taking in books for free at the library. There's this thing called the library. It's free, Steve. And they don't even have to go get a book. They can listen to audio books nowadays, Steve. And they can learn all about Shakespeare and have the exact same employment prospects as they would if they majored in Shakespeare without the debt and not to mention the four years of wasted life. It's worth remembering that, Amer that at American universities, the original rationale for majors was not to train students for careers. Yeah, well, they didn't cost fucking 75 grand for four years of your fucking bloating. Uh, rather, the idea was that after a period of broad intellectual exploration, a major was supposed to be given to students the experience of mastering one subject in the process, developing skills such as discipline, persistence, and how to research, analyze, communicate clearly, and think logically. Yeah, we also had horses as the main mode of transportation back in those days, Steve. As it happens, those are precisely the skill skills business executives still say they want from college graduates. No, no, no. I've seen. No, they don't want that. No. They want you to show the fuck up on time now, given these millennial brats. Although it would be fair that has not always been communicated to their human resource departments or the computers they use to sort through resumes. Study of the Association of American Colleges and Universities found that 93% of employers agreed that it dem demonstrated capacity to think critically. Oh, this critical thinking skills, fuck you. It's bullshit. Communicate clearly and solve complex problems is more important than a job's a study. Oh, AACU.org. Oh, American Colleges and Universities. They, 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 they came up with a study that says you need to take more uh, critical thinking classes to employ their worthless critical thinking professors, which you can actually major in critical thinking. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, look up my video, The Truth About Critical Thinking. It's sad. You could get a doctorate in it. It's bullshit. In today's fast-changing global economy, the most successful enterprises aren't looking for workers who know a lot, a lot about only one thing. Uh, yeah, if you know Python, you'll actually get paid a lot. Actually, that, that's, a, that's false right there. They're seeking employees who are nimble, curious, and innovative. Uh huh. The work done by lower-level accountants, computer programmers, engineers, lawyers, and financial analysts is already being outsourced to India and to the Philippines. Soon it will be done by computers. Uh, so it will be uh, barista-ing there, Steve. The good jobs of the future will go to those who can, can collaborate widely, think broadly, and challenge conventional wisdom, perhaps the capacities that a liberal arts education was meant to develop. Then, okay. <clears throat> Steve, you're an economist, or you claim to be one. Why isn't this showing up in the labor market? Why doesn't this show up in starting salaries? If, if these liberal arts degrees are in such demand, how come they aren't starting off with higher salaries? I mean, this, unfortunately, I don't know how many thousands of people read this, but I, I can only imagine the 
hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of human hours that were wasted on reading this tripe. Uh, because in one simple thought, one simple bit of data, it obsoletes the entire article. And then makes me question the validity of Pulitzer Prizes. If the labor market is not showing higher starting salaries for liberal arts majors, then all of this is bunk and bullshit. That's the reality. That's where the rubber hits the road. If critical thinking skills and negotiating and collaborating was so fucking important, then it would be represented in the labor market and salary data. And it's not. You're, you're just a fucking whore protecting your own goddamn industry and covering your ass. I mean, what? Did you buy, did you buy a McMansion you couldn't afford? Did you get a, a house up in the Hamptons that you need some extra money for and now this is just like you're just protecting your ass? You didn't save up enough? Your wife divorced you? What, what is it? What? But you need money. Just go on welfare. You're a liberal. You're a leftist. <clears throat> there's some but 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 is intellectual exploits come affordable anachronism suited for democrat that 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 uh, has become an unaffordable unsuited for in which 18 million students are educated each year at an annual cost of more than 400 billion we could solve social security we just don't pay you professors anymore and we throw all that money every year into social security and we've solved our social security problem but I tend to side with Johan Neem, a historian. Do you, do you know any real people that work real jobs, Steve? Who finds it incredibly elitist to say that the masses cannot have the intellectual leisure and curiosity of an elite education. Yes, we have libraries. So here's what I'd like to say to parents who, despite all the evidence, <laughs> evidence <laughs> made up bullshit, still believe that liberal arts majors waste four years contemplating the meaning of life at least those kid, those passionate kids won't make the mistake of confusing the meaning of life with maximizing lifetime income all right all right whatever steve <laughs> oh just look at him just look at him put on some fangs steve we know you're a dracula and you get to suck out the young financial lifeblood of the youth anyway i just want to read that i know it was a lengthy article but they're out there man these kids the kids these hipper, hip, hipsters, no, not hipsters, hippie baby boomer leftovers, they're out there, guys. They're part of the establishment, and they want your money. All right, maybe we should do some sponsors. Get our sponsors out of the way here. Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott, and it's like the book, the podcast, the toilet paper, the hang gliding uh, fabric. It's all pushing rubber downhill. He's, he's, he's branching out to many different uh, things. He's, brand, he's, he's leasing the name out, or was it? I never understood. What, what is it, the brand name? No. He's got a blog, he's got a podcast, and he's got a book called Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, go Just search Pushing Rubber Downhill, you'll find him. And he's a good uh, Aussie friend down under. So if you get tired of the old Cappy podcast, you go ahead and listen to him. Uh, CindyMoran.net, if you're looking for a professional, that's the key thing, professional. She'll get back to you, uh, which is rare. Pretty model. Uh, go to cindymoran.net for all your pretty girl modeling needs. Novsquam by Ann Sturzinger. Just basically go to annsturzinger.com, buy her fucking book. Trust me, it's going to be easier, less of a headache doing that than trying to find that book's damn name and spelling it. And then we have my book, The Books, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, Behind the Housing Crash, uh, reconnaissance man and uh, most recently recently is captain's quarterly the quarterly backup of the blog 
Uh, the uh, uh, the key thing though, because I this is what I'm predicting will be the future. I have bachelor pad economics, worthless, and curse of the high IQ all available in audio. And last night I just l- uploaded the audio for reconnaissance man. All right, so if you don't like reading or you like reading but you just can't rationalize spending the time sitting down being still and not running or doing something else we got you guys covered these the the four flagship books are going to be available in audio kicking around doing some other books in audio but yeah we'll we'll see um i'm just trying to get the main ones uh recorded out there i might do enjoy the decline but i i i already got enough on my plate uh, day by Day Cartoon by Chris Muir. If you're looking for a daily funny political haha, go to daybydaycartoon.com. Uh, we have Silvio Canto's book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. Davis Arini's book, As I Walk These Broken Roads. And Marty Andrade's book, uh, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. And hopefully he's coming out with his newest book most recently. That's it. Wow, that is it. That is awesome. I, uh, I rearranged. I got crazy. I switched the sponsors around. Don't know how many of you guys listened through to the end. Although I've never understood that. People are like, oh, the podcast has to be less than an hour. I, I understand that if you want it to be uploaded on Daily Motion or some other website. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I, I have zero fucks to give about that. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Uh, look, revisiting the world of academia, is it? it's not a day goes by. This Titanic doesn't spring a new leak. ITT Tech shutters all campuses after federal aid sanctions. I'm surprised this didn't happen before. I mean, you guys all know ITT. Like, when you saw it in the strip mall, didn't you get that skeezy feeling like, ugh, there's something not right there? I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. I had an interview there one time. I was just like, there's something wrong. Like, you guys are screwing over. Like, the the hair in the back of my neck went up. Oh, well. The for-profit college chain, ITT Technical Institute, is shutting down all 130 of its U.S. campuses, saying Tuesday it can't survive recent sanctions by the U.S. Department of Education. Good to see the U.S. Department of Education coming in just in the nick of time. You guys weren't late by this bloated education college bubble by a decade or 20 years by it. No, no. You guys, I'm glad you guys waited till a full generation and a half of kids pissed away their lives. In a letter to more than 35,000 students, the Indiana-based parent company ITT Educational Services announced that campuses won't open for the fall term that was scheduled to begin September 12th, leaving students scrambling for last-minute options since many U.S. colleges have already started fall classes. Or maybe they just did you the best favor in the world and you kids don't have to scramble to get back into college. Maybe kids could go work. ITT also cut more than 8,000 jobs immediately. The chain was banned August 25th from enrolling new students who use federal financial aid because education department officials said the company had become a risk to student and taxpayers. The department also ordered ITT to pay $152 million within 30 days to help cover students' refunds and other liabilities if the chain's closed. <laughs> uh, days before the sanctions were announced, ITT's accreditor, a creditor? Oh, a creditor reported the chain had failed to meet several basic standards and was unlikely to comply in the future. It had also been investigated by state and federal authorities who accused ITT of pushing students into risky loans of misleading students about the quality of the program. See, now you, here's the good news for you kids. You don't have to pay. I'm pretty sure you don't have to pay these private student loans back. <clears throat> Matter of fact, if I were you, I wouldn't pay any of your private student loans back. 
uh, pay back the federal ones, pay back the taxpayers, because that you do have to pay back. But uh, I would go talk to a bankruptcy attorney and uh, say, hey, how can I get out from underneath this? Uh, because, <clears throat> well, you kids were stupid as fuck for signing up for these things. But I, I think these guys are scum and they all deserve to, to die a corporate death. ITT Educational Services CEO Kevin Modani told reporters on a conference call Tuesday that ITT was the victim of a regulatory assault. Yeah, right, right, Kevin, sure. Yeah, you guys are just providing spectacular education there, right? Never had a chance to defend itself. For what appears to be political reasons, there seems to be an outcome in mind that was going to be forced here. Yeah, well, no, I don't care. Other education companies had made overtures to buy the chain schools over the past year, Modaney added, and ITT had offered to wind down its operations. Gradually, federal officials eased some of the sanctions against it, but he said federal officials rejected those options. For once, I'm actually on the side of the state. For once. Department Undersecretary Ted Mitchell, however, said ITT never made a formal proposal and that the department's informal conversations with potential buyers had failed. We just didn't see that there was a path forward providing quality education to the students of ITT Tech, Mitchell said. One of the biggest for-profit chains in the nation, ITT, had closely had been closely monitored by federal officials since 2014. 2014! I only knew about the higher education bubble like a decade before, but, you know, hey, 2014, uh, you know, at least you guys came around. When the chain was late to submit an annual report of its finances to the government, bop, bop. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, here's where they quote the students who are so stupid they don't realize that they just had their, their lives saved. They were just granted another lease on life. Oh, Ed Daneri had eight courses left at the campus in Chantilly, Virginia before he'd earn an associate's degree as a medical assistant. So you wipe people's asses. Oh, I always wanted to go to college to wipe people's asses. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to go and become an ass wiper. He'd like to transfer to a community college, but classes have already started. I might have to wait for the spring, so basically I've wasted two years of my life dealing with ITT Tech. No, you you, you, you have been spared. How did it... Wait, two years? It takes you more than two years to get an, a, an associate's? They're not all like you, Cleary. They can't all be like you. <laughs> Students who are enrolled, blah, blah, blah... Costs that could be covered by taxpayers and $90 million in insurance. Okay, so we're going to have to bail these guys out to the tune of or $410 million. Let it crack down. Under President Barack Obama, the Education Department has let it crack down on for-profit colleges that have misled students or failed to deliver the results they promised. The now-defunct Corinthian college chain agreed to sell or close more than nine. Good! Obama, I'm here. I'm, I'm supporting Obama for the first time in, gosh, seven and a half years. I'm supporting the, I'm supporting the big O. See, now, if this was a Republican president, they, they, the, the story would have been spun, evil Republican administration shuts down future Dash's hopes of young, innocent children's dreams of becoming future ass-wipers. I was on my way to get my doctorate in ass-wiping studies, but George Bush Jr. came in and cut the program, and he hates minorities and future ass-wipers of America. So that's good. Uh, all right, that's one bit of news. What's the other bit of news? Hang on, where did it go? Help me out here. Uh, here it is. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? 
A professor who called for muscle in university, uh, Missouri University protests hired by Gazanga, Gazaga. A professor who became a center of controversy around questions of press freedom and campus protests during demonstrations at the University of Missouri earlier this year has been hired by Gazanga University. Guys, <laughs> Melissa Click was fired by the University of Minnesota in February after an internal investigation found that she interfered with police at a homecoming parade in October and a month later with students and journalists who were exercising their rights at a public place. A profile on Gazanga's website lists Click as a lecturer in the communications program. Hey, Steve, another fellow worthless traveler here, huh? There you go. We can, we can make, you guys can make believe you're actually professionals teaching American studies of communications. But see, you don't have your degree in communications like Melissa Click does, so you don't understand these words coming out of my mouth. Don't worry, Steve, you'll get there. Uh, profile on Gazanga's website, a lecturer in communications program at the private Catholic University in Spokane, Washington. What? Did did the uh, uh, what is it Pope Kami the fifth uh, the the new co- uh, communist pope they have is is this it that we're going to hire basically anti Western anti capitalist communists Why would you send your kid to Gazaga What is with the I know I knew this to begin with because I went to a private school unfortunately for seven years the the teachers are scum just because you're in the private sector This is one of the few instances where the private sector is no better than the public sometimes even worse because because you have religion shoved down your throat. But why would you spend extra money? Look at who these people are hiring. <laughs> Did they not do it? But see, you 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 know they knew who this gal was. They don't care. They don't and then and then they, they dare call themselves Catholic? They dare charge extra tuition for slop like this to go and breed her hatred and her sexism and bigotry? Elizabeth Miriam Jaws. We act. Oh, there's a surprise shocker. There's a hyphenated name. Dean of Gazaga's College of Arts and Sciences said in the statement that officials at the university are confident she has learned much from her experiences at the University of Missouri. Uh, yeah, but Elizabeth, you're not going to learn about good business practices, are you? Said Click has an excellent recommendations for both her teaching and scholarship, which includes an extensive record of publication. Yeah, but she's a fucking Nazi. I don't say that like funny, haha. I mean, like, yeah, she doesn't want people to have the freedom of speech. In November, Click was recorded calling someone for some muscle to remove a student journalist who was filming in a protest area during demonstrations at the University of Missouri over the treatment of minorities that garnered national attention. Ba-ba-ba. The incident led to police charging her with assault, to which she later ple- pleaded not guilty. She has ultimately agreed to community service and pledged good conduct for a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, whatever. You guys go and send your kids there, and you kids, you I know nobody, nobody's gonna go to that university listens to this podcast, but they will go there. They'll go two hundred thousand dollars in debt to listen to this lady's worthless yammerings. Steve, what do you what is what does Melissa charge for her books? Do you know Steve? I'm just wondering what she charged. Does she charge like $300 a book like you do for your worthless degrees and your tripe that you feed these kids? But I see, you see, it's just, it's it's the liberal arts because of their smugness and their liberal artsiness and their humanitiesness that they will get jobs. In the long run, it's all okay. 
Oh, if it wasn't for the mainstream media and the trillion dollars a year that goes into higher education, you guys would be exposed for the frauds and just circus show you guys have become. All right, let's get a, get some other sponsors here. I'll get to the rest of this thing. Uh, Easymo Blogging. Go to easymoblogging.com where Peter will set up a blog for you that you don't have to. You get, you'll get your own URL. You won't have to worry about community guidelines. You can just go ahead and write whatever you want. Turnkey blog set up, ready for you. You don't have to worry about the HTML programming or anything like that. Uh, Pete also does programming uh, websites. So if you want, just go to easymodeblogging.com or go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the link so he knows that you came from me. Uh, regardless, let him know that I sent you so he knows to spend his good hard-earned money here and run ads here. Uh, if you like to advertise on the podcast, it's $100 a month, but it also gets you advertising on my YouTube channels, which we broke through 25,000 recently, subscribers. Uh, and I write a post, I put your banner, you get the whole you get the whole thing. Uh, and so uh, it's $100 a month. And I do, I do barter and trade. Like if you got yourself a nice little sizable online media empire as well, I, I, I do barter and trade because I'm a whore and I like money. Uh, but don't don't come up to me with your you know typical 21 millennial dipshit. Dude, yeah, man, like I got this marketing marketers, market nice hair marketers, big idea guy, MBA, fratboydouche.com, and like we're going to get all the marketing majors and business schools. And, and we're like, no, no, don't even fucking approach me. But if you got, if you got followers like uh, Pete does, like our buddy uh, Max over at Ultimate Reading List does, yeah, please do contact me. Uh, Chad Elkins, if you're looking for a CPA or accounting service, go to elkinscpa.com. Uh, if you also like the podcast archive, episodes 25 through 120, uh, because uh, episodes 1 through 25 were lost, but I have the rest of the podcast archive that are not available on SoundCloud. Um, if you want, I can go ahead and mail you a thumb drive. That'll cost 30 bucks. It, I'm not trying to be userous. It's just, it's going to take my time, money, plus I got to go get a thumb drive, and I got to put it in the mail, I got to pay for it, so it's 30 bucks, and you get plenty of hours, hundreds of hours of old cappy ranting and raving and hate-filled, uh, whatever, misogynies, and uh, the racisticisms. Uh, 405media.com, go over there if you're looking for other podcasts that you might be interested in that are kind of like the old captain here. Uh, Glorious Carl at GloriousHat.com, you can go to GloriousHat.com. Hang on, I got to take in, where the heck, 405. I gotta look that guy up. I haven't heard from him in a while. I wonder if they're still doing their thing. 405media.com may not exist anymore, but Glorious Hat does, where Glorious Car will sell you a Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com, made with real fake dead animal. Uh, then there's Asshole Consulting, my consulting site. If you are looking to have truth shoved right up your ass, kicking or shoved, doesn't matter, it's gonna be delivered to your ass, from my mouth to your ass. I will give you the wisdom that you need. Uh, the truth that you need, and you're going to pay for it. So if you got problems of any variety, of any sort, that I can legally consult on, go to assholeconsulting.com. Please follow the instructions. I had a gal, she sent me, without me even giving her a quote, she has sent me three requests that said, I already paid 50 bucks for it. I'm like, good, because I was only going to charge you 35 But I haven't told her that, so maybe she's listening to this podcast now. But I've made an extra 45 bucks off of her that she didn't have to pay unnecessarily. Or she did pay unnecessarily. Had she followed the instructions and gotten a quote, she would have gotten a much cheaper price. But since I am an asshole, I will not give her a refund. And we will use that extra $45 as a painful lesson to follow the instructions. 
Amazon uh, affiliate, if you do any of your shopping online through Amazon, please go through my Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do go, is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, and you'll see the Amazon logo there. Just click on that. That'll take you to the Amazon site. It's just basically one extra click, which I know is a pain in the ass in today's very fast-paced interwebs world. But if you do that, I get a 7% cut on all your purchases. You don't pay any more. It, it just goes to help pay for the hosting costs and the fees and all the other kind of back office operations, boring bullshit uh, that we do here to keep the podcasts and the blogs and everything alive. Related, I should might as well mention this now, with all the going-ons of YouTube basically doing evil as opposed to their mo- motto, which is do no evil, it looks like they're cracking down on any kind of fun. And, I, and I'm not going to go the woe is us, they're cracking down on conservative talk and, and political incorrectness. No, I think they're just becoming a bunch of pussies. And I don't know what they're... I think they're going to renege on this because I don't think they realize how much traffic and followers they get because they're allowing politically incorrect opinions, left or right, it's better than this bland, milky toast crap we get on CNN and Fox News. So the fact you get to listen to, uh, uh, you know, the Mies of the world and the Davis Arenas and all that, it looks like they're coming cracking down, at least on the um, monetization of it. So if that happens, if either you're a follower of mine on the YouTube, I have an account set up at Daily Motion. Um, and, uh, I will start backing up more of the files over there. I have my best of videos saved in case they start taking them down or closing down the, um, account, but it'll all be put over to dailymotion.com. So look for that. Um, but then also all the asshole consulting will, uh, the request will be there as well. So just, just keep that in mind. Keep your eye open at daily motion. I may be going to Vimeo daily motion has an hour limit. I emailed them and said, is there a way I could pay you to get more than an hour because some of my podcasts go more than an hour? Like, no, we can't do it. We just don't think that way. It's like, okay, thanks, Vivendi, which owns them. Don't expend any money on servers that might actually you know, make you a viable competitor to YouTube. Uh, and then we have, uh, what else? Academiccomposition.com. Go there uh, this year. School starts pretty soon. If you want to have your worthless liberal arts papers written, by somebody else because you don't want to do that. Have somebody else do your papers in your homework in college. Also, if you're looking for someone to put together a resume, they do that. Also, if you're looking for a job to write papers or do some marketing, both boring jobs, but they can be done from a laptop as long as you have internet access, go to academiccomposition.com. Contact our good friend Alex and uh, just tell him the old captain sent you. Uh, do the Philippines <clears throat> by Matt Forney. You can go to mattforney.com and find his book, Do the Philippines, there. Uh, the Ultimate Reading List. Offered by Max, and Max wants you to go to his site, which you can find at www.instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Uh, if you go to my site, you can click the link, the logo, blah, 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 traffic recognize, we got that. But he has basically the ultimate reading list for not liberal people. So if you're smart, you have your act together, you, you want to be intellectually stimulated, you don't want to be lied to or propagandized to, you're sick and tired of hearing the same leftist bullshit that has been fed down your throat since Steve's days, Stephen Perlstein's days. I mean, you know, 60 years of, I'm not even using words because it's just noises and utterances, which is just as intelligent as the words coming out of their mouth. Um, but if you're not Steve Perlstein, you can go to Ultimate Reading List and get some books that will actually be intellectually stimulating for not leftists. And so uh, you can go buy the books there, but you can also advertise your book as long as it doesn't suck. 
and is intellectually stimulating, go to the you know that same website, Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List, and uh, contact Max. Send him an email. Tell him I sent you because I'm kind of co-promoting him. He gives me a discount, and it is worth advertising on his site. I advertise on his site. Matter of fact, I gotta. <clears throat> I think I gotta renew. I gotta write that down. Renew Max. Do I have to? Because it's it's the end of the month. Ed Lattimore and Max. I gotta contact those guys. I got the the list to do. The old Excel spreadsheet to go through. Because I'm a professional, damn it. Uh, and then we have Uncle Nick, a book by Frank Servi. You can find that on Amazon.com, uh, both in paperback and Kindle. And then my two classes on financial analysis, the analysis and valuation of stocks, that's one class. And stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, that's another class. Uh, you can find those just by searching them online. They're offered at, at hundreds, literally hundreds of different, like, Libraries, community ed, community college type places, uh, and you just have to go online, pay your eighty to hundred bucks, take the class, and you get my wisdom. So if you want to learn about investing, financial planning, four hundred one k's, IRAs, why not to major in the liberal arts? Uh, you can go there. Just search it; you'll find it. It's offered all over the place. Um, yeah, that's it. all right. Final thing here before we take off. Join me. Lieutenants in the field. Let's go to the YouTubes. Follow me, okay? I'm going to give you a second. Go to the YouTubes. I'm going to give you five seconds. Get there. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, now look up Millennial Millie, spelled M-I-L-L-I-E. Okay, I'll let you, I'll let you get there in a second. <clears throat> okay, you see her site? All right, you see her there? She cute. She's got a Trump hat. This is what I hate. This is what I hate so much. She's just a cute set of tits. And she shows her cleavage. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's showing her cleavage. She's cute. She's got 38... Fucking Christ! From yesterday, she's already gone up 1,000 subscribers. She has 38 videos, and she has 16,000 subscribers. Yesterday, it was 15,000. Will you dipshit conservative guys get your dick out of your head and start thinking? Honest to God, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm cute and I have boobs. Follow me. I don't want to hear you girls say you can't make money. This girl is maybe showing some cleavage and that's it. If you want to make a million bucks, ladies, all you have to do is be a pretty set of tits and start arguing conservative or at least not liberal and not feminist causes. Honest to God, I wish some of my female friends would do this, but it's only girls like this that seem to do it. What is she? God almighty, did she stuff her bra? Oh, good Lord. Good freaking Lord. Just the easy life. My God. My, there, there's nothing else to say. I'm just, I'm just pissed. My blood pressure. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm jealous. You're damn right. <laughs> the amount of effort at work, and it's just, it's just like if I just had a set of tits and was a good-looking girl, I'd, ha I'd blow them all out of the water. I put Dana Lesh to shame. If I had my brain and a set of tits and I was a girl, man, it wouldn't even be a competition. I'd be my own fucking Fox News channel. Wonder if I'd be as crass as I am now. Oh, all right. That's all we got for the podcast. Listen, if you... Oh, wait. No, that isn't it. Hang on. I got a fan. Took my notes. <clears throat> Do I have two notes? Ow.
Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. Hi, Mr. Clary. Greetings from Ireland. I came across your YouTube videos for the first time last night. Thank God, because they have really opened my eyes. I've been feeling quite down lately and presumed it was depression. Well, that's the definition of depression. However, after watching your videos, I soon realized it was simply because I was fed up with all the inane shit going on around me. You know the drill. Lady troubles, high stress job, shitty social life, and ignorant millennial peers, blah, blah, blah. Thanks again. I've just spent 32.78 euro purchasing six of your books on Amazon. Awesome. Because I found your YouTube videos so helpful. You're not an asshole. You're just honest. Yes, but that's what makes assholes. See, in the olden days, assholes were people that actually hurt other people for no reason. And now if you tell the truth, you're an asshole, according to the media, politicians, and women. And a disproportionate percentage of minorities. <clears throat> uh, another Tita. Yeah, Tita. Hello or hello or dear Sir Aaron. Hi or hello or dear Sir Aaron. Just read reading your book, Idiot Quotient. Enjoying it immensely because saying it any other way might make you feel less IQ-ish. Not that you, you'd care all that much or not at all. You have enabled me to finally, after 83 and a half years in the idiotic environs of my life, understand myself. Oh, wait, I already read this one. I printed this off to save it. That one goes into the save file. That goes into the save file. Sorry about that. That's where that one goes. So anyway, Yes, I am awesome. You guys should all go buy my books. Come on, make Cappy happy. Let me take a look at these rankings. Everyone seems to be buying the Kindle version. What is Curse of the High IQ? Let's take a look at the ranking. If you don't know what ranking is, let me explain this real quick to you here. Amazon ranks your books through its sales. And uh, I know this sounds like all affirmative action-y and very millennial-y and participation trophy, but for example, Curse of the High IQ, that's at 177,000th place right now. You say, well, you know, well, that kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, but this is out of like two or three million. So anytime you're like under a hundred thousand, that you're doing really well. So that's uh, that's the paperback, but then you go to the Kindle, and it's like forty fifth thousandth place. So I mean, it's like doing even better on the Kindle. So I don't know. I'm glad I offered in Kindle. I'm glad you guys got that there. But um, yeah, let's go to reconnaissance, man. What is it, paperback? 303,000th place. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. What? It's 12 bucks. It's vital. It's not repeat information. Yeah, it's 60,000th place on Kindle. So it's doing all right there. Maybe this is just what hap what's happening. People are saying, forget it. I don't want an actual physical book. Enjoy the decline. How's this one doing? This one keeps plugging along like steady Eddie. 151st thousandth place. What's Kindle? 81st thousandth place. That's good. You guys can buy more. Worthless. Here, perfect gift for everybody to go buy. 99 thousandth place on paperback. First paperback I got that's under 100 thousandth place. Kindle. Oh, 244 thousandth place. What? That's weird. Why is that? Oh, I bet you it's because everyone's buying it as a gift and you can't really gift the. A Kindle book. I know you can gift a Kindle book, but it's just kind of not the same thing. That, that, I, that's exactly what's going on there. Black man's got out of poverty. Got a hell of a boost by a guy named O'Shea. Black man who read it and really liked it. I got to be talked about. Look at that. 75,000th place. Thank you, O'Shea. Thank, you know what? I got to send him. Let's send him a shout out. You guys want to make him happy? You want to do a good? You want to pay it forward? <clears throat> let's, uh, let's find his YouTube channel. Where'd it go? 
I gotta go to my face. Okay, there it is. Our good friend Marcus Brown, who, by the way, finally saw Die Hard, uh, so we won't have to, uh, we won't have to uh, kill him. He, he's like, okay, O'Shea Duke Jackson. Um, his YouTube channel has a, a oh, wait, what is, click on this. Yeah, his YouTube channel has one of those uh, uh, spawn-generated URLs. So just look up O'Shea Duke Jackson, spelled just like it is. He's at 7,300 subscribers. Let's all subscribe, all right? We all subscribe tonight. All right, we all strike tonight. Look, actually, if there's any fucking justice, this O'Shea guy should have a lot more fucking subscribers than Million Millennial McTitty Tits over there. This guy actually produces original stuff, independent thought, not just tee-hee titties, give me money. How long has this guy had his channel? That Millennial Millie chick has had hers for like... uh, I don't know, seven months? How long has this guy been around? Videos? What's the oldest video he's got? Load more. Load more. I I don't, I don't I can't find it. I almost guarantee he's been around more. He does more high-end intellectual heavy lifting than uh, Millie McTitty tits. All right. But let's, let's all go subscribe to O'Shea so he wakes up tomorrow. Dude, what the fuck happened? Uh, and I, didn't I have some other book I wrote? Some, oh, Bachelor Pad Economics. Let's see how this one is doing. Must read. Must read. 198,000th play. God almighty, guys. What in hell's name? Schmoboy wins a Pulitzer, and I'm like, doing. I'm doing fine. Don't get me wrong. I just, I want to, I want to get the, these books out here. I won't lie to you. I got a project I want to work on that's going to cost a quarter million dollars. Um, And it's not a house or anything for me. Uh, But basically, I did some math last night. And I got a really cool idea. Um, I can't tell you what it is because I don't want anybody else getting this idea. But if I get a quarter million, this is where this money's going to go to. Okay, I won't lie to you. A lot of that money's going to go pay off my house first. Then, once I have no other debts, then the rest of the money is going to be play money. So if you can get the play money stage, then some really cool serious shit's going to happen. Not that I haven't written about serious shit before. All right, anyway, listen. Um, share, spread. You want you want my blog to be like a venereal disease. You want my books blogging. You, you want it to be like an STD. You want to spread it far and wide. You want to spread it like herpes and syphilids. All right, so go and tell your friends. Share, like, subscribe, comment. Actually, go to iTunes. I think you got to vote up or just you know give it a five-star rating. Or rate it whatever it is that you want. I don't mean to force you. Just go and rate it. I know it's a pain in the ass. I know it's a chore, but it actually does help out. And then just tell friends. If you like this stuff, go ahead. Put it on the YouTubes. Put it on the Facebook. Well, don't put it on you. Put it on your Facebook or the Twitters. You know what you kids do with your internet things. So, anyway, that's all we got. We'll catch up with you kids later. Toodles.